God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I have a question for you. Uh, ever wonder how it is the Democrats elected a Muslim sympathizer as their first candidate post 9-11's Islamic attack that killed thousands of Americans, then elected a Chinese puppet after releasing a virus that killed thousands of Americans and targeted conservative politicians with sanctions. How is it that the Democrats, do they honestly hate America that much that they seize every opportunity to kill Americans and to destroy our way of life and to exploit every opportunity, whether it's the sins of our history of racism, that they exploit it with all kinds of uh, divisiveness, you know, whether it's a Jesse Smollett hoax or a Black Lives Matter propaganda machine that fundraises for Act Blue, or whether it's the gaslighting of Antifa, where we know that Antifa.com went to JoeBiden.com. I spoke to a libtard not too long ago who said Antifa is just an idea. And yet, you know, you're listening to Andy No almost be thrown out of the country after, you know, coming to our country almost as refugee. It's It's one of these things where... I don't know how it is that anybody can look at what happened in Portland or Seattle and not see that Antifa is real and and that the same people with facial recognition showed up on January 6th at the MAGA rally or that they've used TikTok to hijack a Trump campaign rally a while back. 
during the pandemic. And then they tried to blame Trump on the deaths of some people like Her, uh, Herman Cain, who was dying of all kinds of other things, because and tried to blame it on COVID. Now they're opening up. Gavin Newsom's opening up because he's about to be impeached. They got the numbers to sign the uh, petition, and they're starting to. You're starting to see two different things going on. And it's kind of interesting because I've talked with some people who actually believe that the socialists are going to want to use COVID for forever as an opportunity to seize power away from the middle class, working middle class and to gain more control and dominance over this working middle class. We already see it in the number of executive orders that Joe Biden has signed it's uncanny what Joe Biden has done. So, for example, in the first three days of a Biden presidency, he has signed 19. That's the first three days, just three days, three business days. He signed 19. See, Thursday, Friday, well, there's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then uh, Monday. It'll be a fourth day, 26th is the fifth day. So in just his first three days in, in office, three official days in office, we got Biden with 19. How many did George, Herbert, uh, George W. Bush have? Zero. How many did Bill Clinton have? One. How many did Trump have? One. So you got these fools the Islamic sympathizer post 9/11 and the Chinese puppet post the corona or post the uh, Wuhan Chinese kung flu virus and that's Biden. Biden is signing 19. Do you think he did all that reading himself? All those legal briefs himself? Now they got an army of people from Brookings Institution who just apparently just hired um Somebody from the the nine eleven, uh, or no, from Libya, from from the Benghazi days. So Brookings Institution is full of terrorists and oligarchs and people like that that actually have the ear of the presidency and they uh, try to overthrow the Trump presidency while aiding and abetting. You know, sort of like the mainstream media, who the Wall Street Journal, you know the Wall Street Journal, right? It's a pretty respected newspaper, Wall Street Journal, comes out with this thing and he says, Hunter gets a bagel. Hunter gets a bagel? So this person asks, will the media cover Hunter Biden's foreign influences and federal investigation as extensively as his breakfast purchases? So... Hunter gets a bagel is what they want to talk about. That's sad. The Wall Street Journal has more to talk about with regard to Hunter Biden than whether or not he gets a bagel or not for breakfast. Here I expand a little bit more. It says, Hunter gets a bagel. Will media cover foreign influence sales as extensively as breakfast purchases? That's uh, written by James Freeman. It's no surprise that the American press corps 
in falling hard for the Biden presidency. It's falling hard for the Biden presidency. This week's coverage suggests that public displays of media affection are likely to continue no matter how uncomfortable they make news consumers feel. But you know what? It always, the truth always has a way of finding its way to the forefront. The truth always has a way to finding itself there. Because sometimes the more holier than thou you make something appear, the bigger the fall, the more distraught uh, the disparity between what you thought and what actually is. We already know on the right, and people listen to the show, the Scott Adams show, we already know that Biden is a scoundrel and a and a, and a really dirty, rotten kind of guy. Always walking around naked, sleeping with under underage people. And the Bidens got away with murder. Their children get pulled over for with, with coke in their car and drugs in their car all the time. They get away with it. The Bidens get away with it. I don't understand what the law enforcement, what what kind of love affair or coercion the law enforcement has on the Democrat uh, for the Democrats, but the FBI certainly has turned a blind eye and showed favoritism toward one party over another, and that was the Democrats over the. And I guess it's bureaucrats will be bureaucrats. At some point, it's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the money. So, you know, they're talking about putting Harriet Tubman, speaking of money, on the $20 bill. So quick, so soon. I don't know. I'm a Native American Indian. Why don't they put a chief on there? Where does it end? Identity politics, where does it end? You know, and in, I imagine they're going to look into that, the history of Harriet Tubman. You know, she was married twice. And um, and it was a it was a lot of um a lot of enrichment and pay pay to play off of the uh, people running the railroads, but it was also survival. And you know the Native American Indians it was their land it was our land I'm a Native American Indian it's our land what do we get for do we get to get on a dollar bill or twenty or five. You know, there's so many great Americans. Why don't we just call them Americans? Not black Americans, not Native Americans, just Americans. It's fine. We can all have our own history, just like the Irish have parades every year, or the Columbus Day has its Italian parades every year. The Indians have their powwows every year. And let's just let it go. But no, we still got to do this reparations and this payback for... Uh, what a bunch of Democrats back in the Dixie days were guilty of. Whether it's Walter Plecker, one of the worst scumbags on the in human history, Walter Plecker, look that guy up. What a piece of work. Part of the Virginia Assembly, a Democrat. You know, the Republican Party was started to abolish slavery. The Republican Party has always been on the right side of the, the issues. In terms of history, as a, as a guide, but they want to erase that. They want to say somewhere along the way it flipped. That that really the Republicans were racist. No, no. Um, actually, what it was was that there was a large swath of black people that uh, 
fell prey to exactly what Lyndon B. Johnson said, that we were going to own these black people, and he used the N-word, for 200 years because of the civil, uh, uh, in the wake of the civil rights, all this social welfare and civil civil rights legislation, whether it's affirmative action or, or, or all kinds of different welfare opportunities. Well, that was all probably a good thing for a time. But after a while, you know, even the child has to go out of the house and empty the nest and get on with their life. Otherwise, they're going to end up with a drug problem or uh, get fat and lazy or whatever it is. They're going to need to earn their keep. That's just the way it is. Social welfare is never sustainable. Margaret Thatcher said, the problem with socialism, sooner or long you run out of other people's money. And it just runs out after a while. Some At some point, everybody's going to have to f- pick up a fishing pole and learn how to fish and fish for themselves. And that was the trouble with social welfare is it just kept on being used as a, as a purchaser, purchaser of votes. That we'll, we'll keep this aid coming. And you give us your votes. And meanwhile, they're luring you with other people's money. They're not... And the Democrats are not out of the kindness of their own heart. The Democrats are not buying you this stuff. They're stealing it from working middle-class taxpayers. They're stealing it. And when the middle-class taxpayers rise up and say, enough already, enough, I've had it. Get your hands out of my pockets. At some point, they vote Republican. They say, enough of this. And at, at some point, there wasn't enough black recipients of the, uh, you know, of that civil rights that failed. I mean, they spent $15 trillion over the course of the last six decades or five decades, and it's failed. It's demonstrably failed. And there's been several books on the subject. And, you know, all that uh, Trump was supporting— <clears throat> was just equal opportunity for everybody. All lives matter, you know. These types of things just make perfect sense. And and that's the way, you know, it works longevity, long term. But because there are so many workers working the mills and working the steel mills, working the titanium plants, working the coal mills, working the auto industry, Manufacturing was a booming back in the 50s and 60s in the wake of World War II. And we had so many things to build, so many things to do. But what happened was, at some point, globalism caught up to us. And the unions and the corruption that the Democrats found themselves in, in Chicago and elsewhere, in Detroit, those cities that were the richest cities in the world through the auto industry in Detroit, and through a lot of economic boom, uh, they all fell to the wayside. The Ohio Valley used to be booming. I grew up in the Ohio Valley. And now it became a rust belt. And, you know, the thing is, the unions dictated the terms of the pay. So when Biden comes out with this cockamamie $15 uh, an hour uh, minimum wage, that doesn't help. But actually, that even that was a ruse. 
You know, my father called me up about that, and he says, you know what? He says, that was only for federal employees. Name one federal employee that was making less than $15 an hour. One. Name one, Scott. I said, Dad, I can't do it. You got me. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't name it. You know, they make so much money with their pensions and their high salaries, and you can't fire them. Bureaucrats. Turns out most of them are, apparently, most of them are liberal. All I know is that in D.C., uh, they voted for Hillary, the losing candidate, about 97%. And Biden, who didn't even, you know, who's Biden? Did he even run a campaign? Or they just elected him through executive fiat? I don't know what it is, but we got to change the way we're doing our elections. You can't have a loser like Joe Biden win through rigging. That's just impossible to have a country where you have some guy that's never actually made payroll in his life fleece America out of their tax dollars. And what they're doing, just like Obama, they, they're they sending our jobs overseas with really poor trade deals, and they're exploiting slave labor markets to keep people from starving in these developing nations like China. If you want to call that a developing nation, they're like a military and economic superpower now, uh, number one in the world, or soon to be. And we have the audacity and the nerve, just like, you know, the Democrats they get this guy named Jonathan Gruber to say, well, we torture, we, 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 we uh, went out of our way to make it uh, complicated. We tortured it. We tortured the legislation so that people couldn't understand it. And then essentially we were depending on the stupidity of the American voter. And I said, uh-uh, no, you weren't, you didn't get my vote. Don't call me stupid, Jonathan Gruber. No, you were depending on the stupidity of the liberal voter because it was only the liberals that voted for that doggone thing. So, yeah, you can call the liberals stupid for voting for it and voting for you and voting for your president, Obama, who gives that that uh, apology tour in, the, in Cairo. Everybody's apologizing for things. It's crazy. But we develop and cultivate these trade deals and we uh, have enormous regulations that only the big fat multinational corporations can sustain because they have their own legal department. Meanwhile, you go to the hardware store and you don't even know who the clerk is because he's a college student that came in from out of town working at Home Depot. You know, no longer is it the guy from Mayberry running the, the hardware store. You don't know the owner. There's no relationship building. There's no central church. There's no community. And they say all politics is local. Well, they broke that, and they sent the manufacturing jobs that made the hammer in the hardware store over to China so that a 12-year-old could work 18 hours a day making hammers on the cheap, living in a sweatshop room, with bunk beds galore, 16 people to a room getting paid a couple of bucks a day to make you your hammer that gets sold to the multinational corporation that has the purchasing power to get the best prices. And then they put the local hardware store out of business on Main Street. But Wall Street's happy. 
And this is the problem with this socialism and globalism, and it's what it's all about. And these people in these really nice suits and these these really nice shoes and really fancy ties and great gym, great physique, and they all look great, and they show up at these big summits and these Davos and the World Economic Forum and NATO, and they decide for us what, what's good for us. They're completely out of touch with reality. And they, they don't, and, and what they want is to weaken that middle class that pushed back against the social welfare redistribution, redistribution channels. And they push back and they cripple. They send our manufacturing jobs overseas. The middle class, low skilled workers that are working for a paycheck to feed their family are no longer able to find work. They got to retool. But not everybody's cut out to be a computer engineer. Not everybody's cut out to be a great artist. Not, not everybody can sing like Sinatra. Right? We, some of us are relegated to you know, making widgets. And those widgets are now being made by Chinese children, thanks to the globalists. And they're working in sweatshops. The same people that tell you uh, no human should work for less than 15 an hour are actually allowing humans to work for $2 a day. So do you tell me. The same people that came up with the whole Me Too hypersensitive uh, BS in Hollywood actually had endorsed Harvey Weinstein, who was a radical liberal supporting Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Joe Biden. You know, these scoundrels that preach to us like a Matt Lauer or Charlie Rose, you know, tell us right from wrong, are always doing wrong. They're hypocrites. These same people that said, you go and you start a crowd and you create, create violence for them, like Maxine Waters said, is now trying to, now successfully impeaching President Trump. And then they're going to go about going after him again. And the Republicans, shame on them, who don't afford due process to a, to a man. If this was a Democrat, they would get due process from the Republicans. But a Republican does not get due process from its own nor its enemy. And we're dealing with this crisis that divides America. Unity, my foot. You know, at some point, though, somebody is going to storm the gates. At some point, somebody ought to uh, storm the gates. I advocate for it. I advocate for it. And it's going to happen. And when it happens, it's not going to stop until the blood sheds, uh, all the blood is drained from the swamp. And that's the sad truth. says here, is the great reset they keep telling us is so great for the little guy? Okay, so is the great reset so great for the little guy? No, it's not. It's not just what I've been saying. And then here's another little disturbing story. A little disturbing story in the wake of a lot of disturbing stories. It says here, newsflash, just came up. New. Lieutenant General Charles Flynn 
that's Michael Flynn's brother, has been nominated to lead U.S. Army Pacific. He is the younger brother of Michael Flynn, who briefly served as National Security Advisor in 2017. Trump pardoned him in November. Huh? Wow, the Flynn's get hired by the Democrats a lot. Woo! That's amazing. So let me read that again. That's hard to believe. Lieutenant General Charles Flynn, the younger brother of Mike Flynn, has been nominated to lead the U.S. Army Pacific. What the? Get out of here. I don't believe that. No, I do believe it. Actually, I was just kidding. I do believe it. And you know why? Because General Mike Flynn was hired twice. Not once, but twice by Obama. The most radical liberal on the planet was Barack Obama, who really, in my opinion, hated America. He did everything he could to destroy America. He even wanted to ensure Hillary and get Hillary in and use Hillary as a puppet because he had all the goods on Hillary. Everybody's got dirt on everybody in D.C. So he was going to control the next eight years of the presidency because by then they would have rigged the election. They would have rigged the machines and Hillary couldn't lose even if she even if she was in, in a hyperbolic chamber and couldn't breathe fresh, uh, real air. Remember she could barely stand up in 2016? She kept falling down. Yeah, that, that, that presidential candidate. I don't know about what's going on there. I've never seen Trump falling all over the place like that or stumbling all over his words like Biden. These Democrats are so propped up with their adrenochrome or whatever the heck it is. I don't understand it myself. But next thing you know, all of a sudden, Biden comes out and gives a fairly okay debate. Somehow he's, but, but yet you see he's almost sleeping in his basement with these interviews where he's reading a teleprompter. And everything he signs is like a teleprompter. It's, it's all written up by other people. He doesn't even know what he's signing, he said. I don't even know what I'm signing here. No, you don't, you don't need to either, sir. Just sign it. So this General Charles Flynn, it's interesting. The Flynn's keep, keep supporting the Democrat uh, Trump haters. Why, why is that? I don't get it. I will say this. You know, there's this movie uh, that I recommend that you watch. It's, uh, you can get it online. It's called Plot Against the President. It's about the plot against Donald Trump. And Cernovich and those boys uh, put this movie together. <clears throat> you could find it. I'm not sure if it's Amazon or I think it might be YouTube now. Plot Against the President. Really well done. I recommend it. There's a scene in there where they talk about, you know, Flynn's first days in the Trump administration. And it always bothered me. I said, if I ever get Flynn on, which I could have gotten him on. I actually turned him down once. Um, But... I would, say, I would say, you know, if I got Flynn on, I'd ask him, why, why, would, why did you hire that law firm, Covington and Burling? But let's get back. So he has this meeting. That, you remember when Comey said, oh, we're just going to send a couple of guys over. And then the crowd laughed and everybody was 
thinking this was all funny stuff, right? They're ruining people's lives. The FBI is t- politically targeting their adversaries. It's it's a nightmare, right? But they're laughing about it. all these liberal elites just think it's so funny when it's the other guy. When it's them, they cry like babies. So they sent a couple of guys. Who are those couple of guys that they sent over to go and talk to Flynn? It was uh, Pianka and Strzok, Joseph Pianska and Peter Strzok. So you get these two guys over, and, you know, everybody knows Flynn's the smartest guy in the room. He knows where all the skeletons are buried. He knows everything. He even knows the faces and the names of the National Security Council. He knows all the spooks in Washington because he's been doing it for so long. He knows everybody. He's connected. He shows up at these events. He speaks with Kislyak. Not a big deal either. I mean, the Biden administration had been talking for to Iran for, for weeks during the transition. No one got them on a Logan Act or a, a, a call. I don't, I, don't, I don't even understand. There was no crime. Why send a couple of guys over? Why try to pinch them? So in this movie, though, they talk about the meeting, and they say, okay, it was, first it was a group meeting. Flynn, Pianka, Strzok, and a whole couple of other people. And then next thing you know, Flynn decides to go in a room alone with Pianka and Strzok. What? Why would you do that? Everybody knows if you're a, a big bazillionaire, you don't drive the nanny, the, you know, the good-looking nanny home by yourself. You know, you're, you're just going to ask him for trouble, right? So, no, of course, you take precautions. You just don't put yourself in compromising or vulnerable situations where you can be accused of something you didn't do, right? So everybody knows that, especially if you're Flynn, like a national security advisor, you know, one of the baddest dude in the room. Um, you know, basically, you don't make those kinds of rookie mistakes, right? It's setting yourself in traps and always being the victim. Always losing, right? You know, you're a war general, 30 years, you know, you're, you're a winner, not a loser. So you don't get caught up. And surely he must have known who Strzok and, Pe- and, and Pianca were. He must have. He, he knew Comey. He worked with Comey in the Obama administration. You mean to tell me he didn't know who these actors were? He didn't know if you're, you're working with email gate and you know where all the skeletons are buried? You don't know Pianca and Strzok? I doubt it. So he's in a room alone with Pianca and Strzok, and somehow they come out of the room, and next thing you know, everybody's in, in the January 5th meeting, unmasking Flynn, talking about the Logan Act, talking about perjury charges, talking about all kinds of stuff. Over a perfectly good phone call where there was no law broken, and three and a half years later, You're still litigating that. And as I had said, um, the cover-up could be worse than the crime sometimes. So Trump now, his own cabinet member, he's got to fire the guy. First one, he had to fire. And all of a sudden, this guy's in litigation, defending himself for something he didn't do. And President Trump can't release the documents because they'll hit him up for um, obstruction and treat him like Nixon. Because, you know, the whole Watergate play was the same exact thing as the Russian hoax play. It was the Democrats perpetuating a lie. Watergate, it was paying plumbers to break into their own headquarters and blame it on Nixon. And then Nixon covered it up and then got in trouble. 
Well, the Russian hoax was the same thing. We're colluding with Russians. We're going to blame Trump. And Trump's going to turn around and cover it up. And we're going to get him impeached from from the cover-up. But Trump was too smart for that. And Flynn, I think, was the actual black hat that was infiltrated as a cabinet member in that meeting and purposely got himself alone and ended up in court because all the other actions don't make sense. It doesn't make sense that that case lasted three and a half years and never ended in le- until there was a pardon. And it doesn't make sense that Flynn would hire Covington and Burling as the, his law firm because who was Covington and Burling but Eric Holder's law firm? Are you kidding me? That doesn't make any sense. Why in the world would you hire Eric Holder's law firm? That was like the law offices of Eric Holder and Barack Hussein Obama. And and you're General Flynn. You're going to hire that law firm? Of all the law firms, you're going to hire that one. He's like, well, I didn't know. Well, I guess not. Didn't work out too well either because three and a half years later, you're still fighting for your life. But was it that or was it something else? Something that stupid, almost you got to be like, maybe it wasn't stupid. Maybe it was so long as I'm litigating and defending myself as a former cabinet member of the Trump administration, Trump will be prevented from declassifying all this information. And I will be protecting the previous administration from all the wrongdoing that they did. Oh, that that makes more sense. That makes a lot of sense right there. I can get my head around that. So, there you are. And who's Sidney Powell but the person who in 2014 writes a book, writes a book, A Wonderful License to Lie, and she writes a glowing appraisal of the Flynn judge that everybody hates so much, Emmett Sullivan. What a wonderful judge. She gets the case. She delays it even further. This thing's not going anywhere, anywhere, ever, so long as Trump can declassify. And you got Bill Barr. So they say you can't declassify when you got a special counsel. You got Mueller. Mueller didn't even know who Fusion GPS was. But then on the second thing, Barr, before he leaves town, makes Durham a special counsel. So uh, Trump couldn't even declassify on his way out of town. And he had to write up a memorandum an executive order that allowed him a procedure to declassify what was already in the pipeline by John Ratcliffe, whose report uh, was lackluster at best involving China. And so here we are, you know, with no answers to all the questions. And we're, st- we're dealing with uh, a fake presidency that's in office right now. And this thing couldn't be any worse. It couldn't, it couldn't have gotten any worse. And so here's Flynn, Charles Flynn, General Flynn's younger brother getting picked up by the Biden administration. Don't you feel a little duped by the Flynn's? I, I, I do. I have to say, and Sidney Powell defending him, you know, again, Sidney Powell came up with this whole thing called the Kraken. And I happen to know the the Kraken and as a source because the Washington Post called me and asked me 
They said, we know who the Kraken is, and we know that you know the Kraken, and we're going to ask you some things about the Kraken. And sure enough, there it was, that the Kraken was just a big, huge pile of crap. And so we've been played, folks. We've been played by infiltrators that I've been talking about infiltration since the summer, since the Shadowgate stuff. I've been talking about infiltration for a long time. And we really need to actually open our eyes and not be victimized by people who want to, uh, for personal gain and personal profit, rig the system or trick the system or exploit patriot, patriots who, who believe what they're being told when they shouldn't. And uh, and they have been misled, and that's that's what's so concerning about it. I, f- I find it very concerning, all the way around. Lynn Wood telling people not to vote in Georgia. How many t- thousands of votes do you think that may have cost? And the people in charge—they're all liberals. The Kraken source is a re- registered liberal, Democrat, and and so many others. This whole thing is just this, and it disappears, and all these people sort of go off and look for the next exploitation, the next, the next big, huge pile of manure that they can exploit for money and set up a, a fake GoFundMe page and act like they're a victim. It's just terrible stuff that has been going on inside our party. And that's why it is that it's important that we get to this next step of what we're talking about, and that is to hold the GOP accountable because there's just been too much infiltration, too many rhinos, and too many fake actors. They call it psyops because it sounds cool. They're just a bunch of grifter con artists, these people that I'm referring to. And what has to happen is we really need better accountability of what Ronda McDaniel is doing, the GOP leadership in general, and we need to actually take back this country. Uh, I'm going to take two calls came in. I'm going to take the uh, first one that came in, and then I'm going to take the next one. Um, Caller, you're on the air. Oh, I think we got Good morning, Scott. Oh, okay. Hey, Terry, how are you? I am good, sir. Uh, You know, history repeats itself. In 1861, the South was being abused by the North with unfair trade practices, you know, from uh, the northern states versus the southern states. The northern states couldn't compete financially with the southern states because, uh, you know, cotton was king, and it was the it was the multi-purpose, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was anyway. Stonet, so I can't stone it. Was the the textiles of the day? Though I say it could be used for so much, and it wasn't as much about slavery as it was abuse of power on the sides of the North. And what we see today is the same mindset: abuse of power. Though I say one of power, lust of power. This that has that has stolen this election. And I can't remember who I was talking to, 
But they said plan B was for Texas to secede from the union and kick the governor out and ask President Trump to be the leader of the new Republic of Texas. And I just wonder if it ain't time for secession 2.0. Oh, I think that... uh there probably, uh, I think there is a need for it because there's so much, um, I, I think that the damage of our polarization is so great that it can't be fixed unless something really drastic happens. Because I, I don't see any healing. Like once once um, the Republicans lick their wounds and get back into power, if that ever happens, um, they're going to be so sore and I'm talking sore, like, you know, like mad and angry. Um, they're going to be so uh, much wanting their vengeance back. And, you know, and it's that it's that real hatred of the other side. It, it never used to be this bad. And uh, and it's this resentment and it's, it's hatred. And the, the Democrats knew what they were doing. Anytime you borrow from Peter to pay Paul, you could always depend on Paul's support. And that's exactly what okay. they did. You know, they borrowed, they redistributed people's wealth and turned us into a social welfare program against our will. That's the key. Nobody willfully voted to have money removed from their pocket and given to another voter class. But that's exactly what happened under the Obama regime. Trump was trying to unify and put it back together and right the wrongs of the Obama administration. And if he had two terms, it would have been game over for them. And they knew it. So they rigged, they pulled out all the stops, and what's happening on social media and big tech with the rigging, the censorship, and unbelievable things that we've never seen in our lifetime, and we're supposed to just accept it? I say shame on the politician to allow that to happen, because they had an opportunity to address Section 230 and give people who have spent millions of hours developing and cultivating their promoting their businesses on social media or developing a channel that gave them a livelihood and it was destroyed with a click of a button from some soy boy in a, in a computer room. And the, the, the fact is, is that our politicians did not protect middle America from this censorship and they could have and they should have and they didn't. We, have, we are seeing the effects of the Communist Manifesto. <clears throat> It said point blank, take over one or both parties. And today in America, we see a uni party. I still not say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Democrat or Republican nowadays. For the most part, it's a two-headed snake. One of them's the high-speed road. One of them's the high-speed train to Hades, and the other one's the slow boat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter which one you vote to, vote for. Nothing's going to get done, but one of them's going to accelerate it, and the other one's just going to stand back and and moan and and be bitter. But they but that when they but when they do get power and people get fed up, they still don't change it. They just slow they 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 just shift it in the low gear till they till they can screw things up and they're kicked out of power again. And that is the that is an is the problem today. Right. And yeah, no, I said, yes, no, I think, uh, I think it scares death out of them that, that, that we could, that, that we could be a self-governing people without globalism. America, the beautiful, we have the ability to, to produce anything that can be found in the world. 
and then some. Yeah, Stella said, we have the most innovative people in the world. We, we got people from all over. And uh, I just, uh, I'm, I've been livid about it, but I'm to the point now that I think we need social media wants to censor people. How many laser printers are in this country? How many patriots does it take to start printing out reams of paper and go put handbills on cars and Walmarts and That's, all the shopping you know malls, what? grocery stores, <clears throat> and start and, and start and start pushing for start pushing for a secession 2.0? Pa- paper ballots. I, pa- I don't ever see us be able to be a unified a unified people again. And I was hopeful that maybe FEMA was going to do something that this quote-unquote plan, but another host said, you know, Dylan, and I agree with him, this is going to take months and months. No, this is stalling. It doesn't have to take months and months. And that fake freaking president up there, I don't know where he's at, but he's not in the Oval Office. Something else is going on in D.C., but I'm afraid they're going to, the system's going to drag its feet and never do a dang thing about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit yeah, I can tell. <laughs> you know, but you're right. Uh, we're going to have to go back to paper ballots and hit the reset button. We're going to have to go back to paper ballots and leaflets on windshields underneath the uh, windshield wiper. And and it's going to have to go low tech again because we can't, uh, we cannot trust the, the big tech. We cannot trust the main media, the big media, uh, the big TV. We can't trust it. We got to go you, grassroots. You need to get back on Gab. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? It's it's interesting. Um, I have access to the red state, uh, Gab, but Scott Adams show Gab. I somehow I can't remember my password. There's no tech support over there, and I tried every email address I have ever known, and I can't get a reset. I'm having some real trouble with my Gab. Uh, because the one I want to promote is the Scott Adams show, and I like Gab, but I can't get access to my account. Did you ever? I don't remember you having a Scott Adams show uh, account on Gab. I know yeah. Red State Radio. No, it's uh, you go to gab dot com slash Scott Adams show, and you'll see the little red state. It, the logo was the little red mic, and. Uh, it's there, but I can't access it. And, and then I have, um, I've been setting up uh, for uh, the, our nonprofit, magapack.org, um, and uh, buglecall.org, and Scott Adams Show in Red State over in Telegram. Uh, and it's like a full time job just to do the social media. Uh, you know, it's just the discussion you boards you, and the groups. You do, you, you do have a Scott Adams Show. I just, I just brought up Gab and was looking while you were talking. Yeah, and there's though. a little red mic as the icon. Yeah, two posts from night from 2017 or something like that. Uh, two, uh, 2018. Okay. So I, not yes, and I will. I I since I'm since I can still get on, I'll see if we can. Anyway, don't complain to, to me complain later to Gab and about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, Terry. All thank right. you. Anyway, you have yourself a wonderful day. I'm done griping, donut so I just I don't have a good answer for anything that's going on here, donut sick, and I don't know I don't know how to settle it peacefully. Yeah. But I do think I need to fire up the laser printer and start making out a bunch of handbills with the 
Declaration of Independence, Delnot Sect one uh Yes, they went when went over the course of events, uh, yes, don't let's say uh, get part of the of the Declaration of Independence. I think it's I think it's getting close to time for uh part two. Right. Don't let's say because our gov- our government has left we the people. They they do not govern they do not have the consent of the governed anymore. No. They're certainly not representing the people because the people hate what they're doing. There is this um there's this uh, really interesting um, this union thing. It's Leona. I don't know who Leona is. It's a it's a it's a uh, union, and so one of their tweets says, "Joe Biden is one of us. He knows firsthand the trials and tribulations faced by working men and women across this country. We can we can count on him to stand with us on issues." of critical importance to Leona, L-I-U-N-A. I don't know what that stands for. Members and their families. Okay. And that was about feel the power, Leona, right? Their blue check and everything. Now, fast forward. Now they got, they, they got what they wanted. And it's like hashtag pipeline construction has been a lifeline for many Leona members across the country. The anticipated decision to cancel the Keystone Pipeline will kill thousands of good-paying union jobs. Pipelines are lifelines, energy. So Leona, a union company who supported Biden, uh, was based, you know, they needed uh, the pipelines that Biden has now destroyed, the energy market. So there's so many people with buyer's remorse. And, um, and you know, it's also funny, too, that the numbers don't seem to add up uh, because they're talking about, um, they say, it's not surprising that, oh, it says here, um, Trump was right about the lockdowns. So, of course, you know, uh, Biden is talking about lockdowns. And then they say, if Joe Biden got 81.2 million votes, why are Democrats still obsessed with Trump? And then why is it that Trump is, uh, Biden is getting more dislikes than likes? You would think that if you had a rock star status of 81 million votes, that somehow you would be loved by the people that you represent. And you wouldn't have to do 19 executive orders, whereas everybody else has done one in in the first three days. You know, you wouldn't do executive orders. You would work across the aisle. Because you would have such a mandate and such popularity with 81 million votes that you would be the leader for the people, of the people, and by the people and not have to resort to executive fiats and cover up for your son, you know, like he has to. So it's crazy stuff. Where do you think, what, where do you think Joe's at? Because he's not in the Oval Office. There have been too many anomalies in the pictures, the scenery. Well, well no, no, no. The, the, the pictures in the office, yeah, no. the pictures when they were comparing Trump and um, and Biden, there was a picture of Trump and uh, Rance Priebus with striped wallpaper. And that was Obama's wallpaper. Then the, the, white, uh, the Oval Office got an update. And then what happened was um, the... Wallpaper that you saw behind Biden was Trump's style of wallpaper that he put in later after the Obama, you know. And so th- there is an explanation to I'm, those photos. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking about wallpaper. I'm talking about the actual view outside the window. 
Oh, I see. There, yeah, don't like sex. Yes, don't like sex. You look at the picture. You, when, you, when you see pictures of Trump in the Oval Office, and you look through the windows out back, you see one tree limb going across the windows, and and basically nothing really obstructs the view. You look in pictures of Joe Biden's a White House. Don't like sex. You know, so there's a truck sitting out there. Almost looks like hay bales or something out behind the truck. I mean, you know, son, it does not die. I see what you're other, saying. There's two, there's two other Oval Offices. A Red Rock Pictures made one, and Warner Brothers made one for movie sets. I really wonder where is Joe. I do <laughs> not believe he's in the Oval Office up there in D.C. I think I think this whole thing is a is a show. I think his whole administration is a farce. Well, it is. There's no doubt it's a farce. He 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 lost in a landslide. He lost in a landslide. That just you could just open your eyes and see that Trump is actually so much more popular now today, and still a third of America believes that uh, Joe Biden committed. You know, was the benefit of voter fraud. We gotta we gotta address the elephant in the room, and that's that. Anyway, thank you so much for calling in today. We're we're running out of time. I know. I know. I see. I see the clock. Uh, Have yourself a wonderful day, Scott. All right, we'll Terry. Get you on, we'll get you on the other side. All right, Terry. Thank you. <laughs> all right. And before we head out of Dodge, we are going to try to bring this uh, Julie in. Julie, uh, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning, Scott. I'll be real quick. Yeah. I was working on the U.S. Corporation the last couple of days, understanding it better. Our, I'll be real quick. Our inalienable rights were lost in 1871 and replaced with relative rights. If the vote to choose the board of directors of the U.S. Corporation is such as the president and is the board of directors his his cabinet... If this was done illegally or Ill- illegitimately, does this illegal act nullify the corporation if this if 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 this was created in the state of England in the in the city of London? That's where our uh, corporation was okay. created. Wow! So I'll, I'll call you in, and, and the, this corporation was. Funded by We're, the Bank of England, the Rothschild Bank, okay. and the Vatican Bank in 1871 if, All right. from the Civil War. All right. We're okay. out of time, but Goodbye. we'll address that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Take care. That's interesting. Look it up. Look it up, people. Um, there is a lot more we wanted to cover today with Jonathan Turley's um, article about the case against uh, impeaching a citizen. Uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. That's going to be a subject for tomorrow. Uh, you're listening to The Scott Adams Show today. And my name's Scott Adams, and I'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. Just to bury my kids right up to there.